Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco, or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, and welcome in to another episode of Photo Taco. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me. My name is Jeff Harmon. I'm the hobbyist editor at ImprovedPhotography.com and the host of this podcast. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, I know I say it every episode, but head over to Facebook.com slash groups slash Phototaco and ask to be a member. You're really missing out on a lot, like the latest set of corrections that I had from the last episode. I'm really glad for it, so I, I kind of tease a little bit, but... I am glad to be corrected when I give out misinformation or don't say it the way that I want to, which is more the case of what it was here. So Carl Greeson and Aaron Taylor over on the Facebook group, they pointed out that in the last episode, I said that the sync method in Lightroom to copy edits from one photo to a whole group of photos uh, didn't, I alluded to that it didn't let you choose which of those settings, which of those edits you wanted to copy over there. And that's not true. It, it totally lets you, like, the dialog box comes up and the only difference between copy and paste and sync settings in that dialog box that comes up is the copy settings says copy settings and the sync settings says sync settings. <laughs> they're, they're pretty much identical behavior. Um, but it's different in how I use them. And that's, I, I didn't do a good job of, of making sure to tell everyone that I use sync when I want to copy settings to a lot of photos at once. And I use copy and paste when I'm only doing it to maybe two or three or something like that, a very few number of photos. Um, so just, it's just differences in how you get to it. Essentially the Copy and paste, I use the hotkeys, uh, control C, control, or control shift C, control shift V, or command shift C on the Mac, command shift V. Um, it's really easy to do that one at a time. And sync is the button. There's a, after when you have a whole bunch of photos selected, there's a sync button kind of in the lower right of Lightroom. And so it's just easier to kind of get at the functionality depending on the situation there. So I use them differently. But functionally, they're pretty much identical. So there you go. Thanks, Carl and Aaron. Uh, very glad to correct that. All right. Now today, today's topic is uh, is two kind of quick tips that of that have come from recent uh, portrait shoots that I've done. And as most of you know, if you listen to the Improved Photography podcast, uh, I'm a hobbyist photographer. I'm still in the midst of learning quite a lot. So. If there are lots of beginners out there, I hope that my voice appeals to you as people that are learning this stuff and I'm learning right along with you. I am not a professional photographer and don't claim to be, but I uh, feel like I've done, I've grown quite a lot and I like to share when I grow more, when I figure things out. So there's two kind of tips I wanted to provide that have to do with portrait backgrounds. And, you know, we've talked a lot on the Improved Photography podcast about sky replacement. And Nick Page even did a couple of Photo Taco episodes where he talked about sky replacement. He has a fantastic tutorial that you can get through, through improvedphotography.com on how to do it, including some sample backgrounds. But that's not what I'm getting at here. The backgrounds here is more than just a sky replacement. So let me go through kind of two things that I've recently done, and, and hopefully it's helpful. So the first one would be my son recently asked if I would take some photos of him with a fully white background. He wants a 
blown out white background essentially. And I thought, okay, I haven't really done that yet. So that's awesome. Let's go figure this out. And I, I, I've done enough with lighting and portraits now that I kind of knew where I needed to go. And it turned out to be, you know, pretty easy to set up now that I've done it once or twice. And if you're just starting in a flash photography, might be a good one to start with because it's a pretty simple setup to make it work. And you have a single subject to try it on and it's, it's really pretty easy. So here's what I did just so you kind of get the, the layout of it and how, how to accomplish it. Uh, in, in my son's room, he has a couple of white closet doors. And they aren't ideal because they have grooves in them. There's designs. They're not just flat white doors. They're, they've got indentations that, can, that cause shadows, obviously. But um, it still worked out really, really well to make it really not that big of a deal. Because really what I wanted to do, what I ended up doing when I, when I, after I took the shots was in Photoshop, because there was enough white around him and reflecting off the background, it was really easy to cut him out from the background and then put him on a fully white background. And it looked very, very normal. In fact, I did try to cut him out and then put him on a non-white background and it didn't look as normal. He, he said, hey, what? that was so easy. Why don't we try a different color? Let's just try kind of a more of a tan and just see how it looks. And I tried it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's not quite going <laughs> to be the same. Um, so it was really simple to do it and then just cut him out and put him on an all white background. But let's talk about the lighting setup. So the first thing I did was I knew I wanted to have a flash in the back. I wanted to try to blow it out as much as I could. I was hoping I could blow it out entirely. But again, because of those crevices in his closet door, even though it was a really nice white door, uh, it caused his shadows. And it's just, I couldn't quite fully blow it out with the simple setup I was doing. I'm sure if I put more lights and so on, I, I could get there. But I just had one flash. I, I think I put it on full power. I kind of set it just behind him uh, at his feet and shot it up to the ceiling. And... That I started there, just to, and then I took a fo some pictures, and it's like, okay, that's that pretty much is taking out the background. It's really close. It'll be close enough that it should be easy. My original thought when I was shooting was, I'll just take out the shadowy parts in Lightroom and replace it with white, and it just turned out to be easier to cut out him entirely and put him on a white background. Um, so anyway, that that was the the start of it, but. I needed some light on the front of him too, because it was indoors. It was nighttime actually, and there was no ambient. Like the the only ambient light was a single light fixture at the, in the ceiling of his room. Really bad yellow lights that uh, that weren't going to be good. So I decided I needed to have a flash off camera towards the right flash on him. And uh, so I, I just had him stand there, and I got the settings right. I think it ended up at uh, 1 128th of a flash. It was not much that I wanted, that I needed there. Just enough to kind of overpower the, the little bit of ambient light in the room. It was mainly that background that I needed. Um, but the one flash also kind of put the other side of him in shadow. You, you had the one side that was lit really well, and the other side was pretty much in shadow. So I did a simple thing of just adding a reflector to the other side. I didn't even add another flash. Just put a reflector on the other side, took the shot, went, whoop, oh, there it is. That's what I want. <laughs> and so I took the shot, showed him. He's like, awesome. And then he did a few poses and we took it over and did it in Photoshop and 
put him on the white backgrounds. He was super happy. He really liked it. So that's a pretty simple way you can do it. If you can just find kind of something white in your room, then that would work. Or you can have more flashes and overpower any of the light that's in the room and, and blow out the background too. Uh, it's not too hard, especially if the flash was coming towards the camera, then that would of course blow out a lot. And then you'll, you probably would need more light on the front side. So one one twenty eighth of a power would be too little. You'd need more power there, but the background with the door worked really good. And I just thought I'd share how that set up the second background thing. Um, I recently did, and, and we talked about it on the Improved Photography podcast, I did a large group. I did a family reunion kind of uh, photo sh session inside. It's wintertime. It was dark outside. And so I had to bring in a lot of light. And we talked about how the lighting that I used was what Jim recommended. That's the uh, two lights on either side that are shooting into silver umbrellas and up as high as you can get them. I didn't have them up high enough on many of my shots and I had to fix a lot of shadows because of it. But so as high as you can get it, just so that the shadow from one person in the front doesn't sit on someone behind. That's why you want to get as high as you can. And then, um, and then one flash in the middle that just kind of is further back away from just off from the lens. Probably, uh, it ended up being a few feet in front of me, but, um, you couldn't see the, the tripod and the lens and just pointed at the group to try to even out the lighting. So you, you cover the middle with that, that third flash and the two sides. So it, it worked out really well. I was very pleased with the lighting. The thing that I wasn't pleased with, and I wish that I had, and that's why I'm sharing this tip. I wish I had taken some pictures of the room without lighting. So the reason is, there were there was wood paneling and there was some glass inside some doors, uh, some glass paneling in doors that my flashes were really reflecting off of. And for the most part, it, it wouldn't be a big deal, but it's really kind of distracting in the big family portrait shot that right by one of the boys' heads is this bright reflection of light on glass. And the wood paneling right next to him too is all very, very bright. And it's not the kind of thing you can fix very well by just taking down the exposure, because then it looks like black and doesn't have the wood tone. And I spent some time and I cloned and ultimately I've decided it, it's, it looks better as the distraction than even the clone job I could do. But what I really wish I had was just a picture of the room with nobody in it, not lit with flashes, just use whatever you have to on the exposure to get a nice lit, a nicely lit or exposed photo of that background so that I could have that to just put in there. I could take a piece of that and wherever I had that nasty reflection off the back of the wall, I could use to fix that and have it look very normal, very natural not be a distraction in the photo. The photo still works fine with it. It's it's not really that big a deal. I'm probably being a little bit picky on how that works. But man, if I had that, I would have done that in a second to use that to bring it in. Even if I would have had to change the brightness of the one I took of just the room to match the one that I had with the flashes, that, I think it would have worked out really, really well. And I just wish I had that photo of the room not lit. The other the other thing that I noticed in a different photo was I could even see fingerprints that were on the wood. The the flashes just 
kind of bring out the details so much in the background that you can see the imperfections and it can be a little distracting. And that's a lot easier to fix because you can use spot removal tool in Lightroom or in Photoshop and fix that up really easily. But boy, if I just had a, the background without all the, the lighting in it so that I could make it kind of uh, melt away from the true subject of the photos being the people rather than having it kind of, to me, look like something that's sticking out. That would have been, I think, really, really helpful to have. So there you go. There's a, a suggestion on what you do. And in fact, I would suggest it even on photos that you may be doing outdoors. If you can get a picture of the environment without the people, um, you have a chance to be able to get different exposure settings. Maybe you can expose for the sky better that way whatever it might be, then you have like, you have more options. Then if your background that you get while the people are there, it doesn't look so good. You have an option to be able to replace it with something that looks totally natural because it was exactly the same environment they were sitting in, just a better exposure of it. So think about that as you're doing photos. Think about it as you're doing portraits that maybe just try to get one without the people in it or a couple without the people in it so that you have the option of using it in replacing it if it if you need it if you don't need it great you just don't use it but boy if you need it and you don't have it it's rough it makes for a long editing session to try to compensate for that so there you go a couple of quick tips there on portrait backgrounds and i hope you enjoyed the episode if you did pop into itunes give the show a review it really helps i need to go check them again and see what people have to say in the last week or so but uh, it's it really really helps us to get some reviews in there that's how itunes knows to uh, promote the show and and list it as the one of the top shows in in arts and it really really helps also make sure you go visit improvephotography.com it's what makes the podcast all possible heading over there checking out the articles that we've got um, it, it really is great way to get news gear and photo tip articles. We've got new stuff coming almost daily over there. So if you're not checking it out a couple of times a week, you're really missing out. And, uh, it is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography, LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a permission is reserved. Olay!